The Dental Download Podcast is your source for insight into dental school, conversations with dentists, specialists, and leaders in the industry. With new episodes every Monday morning, I'm your host, Haley Schultz. Let's get into this week's episode. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday. Welcome back to another episode of the Dental Download Podcast. This week, you just get me the whole time. We're going to be doing a solo episode, and I'm going to be doing my D2 fall class breakdown. Now that I've just passed kind of the midway point of my semester, I thought it would be fitting to go through class by class that I'm taking this semester, let you know how many credits everything is, how the workload is, which classes are easier, harder, more interesting, things like that. Just my two cents and my takeaways so you can get a feel of what I'm learning right now in dental school as a second year student in my second semester of my second year. But before we do that, I do want to do a little recap of last week of dental school. So it was pretty slow compared to a normal week for me, I guess, coming off of Halloween weekend. I just had SimLab a couple days like usual, and we had an in-person case study for my diagnostic sciences class, which is diagnosing lesions from radiographs, and then I assisted a couple times and I had some pre-dental events um, in the afternoons. Um, On Wednesday, I spoke to a pre-dental club at Kalamazoo College and then I also had a couple things to do in the evenings for ASDA for my leadership positions with that and I recorded a podcast episode with a really awesome dentist that's going to be up later probably in December and then I also had a midterm in clinical foundations. So being quite frank with you all this week, um, some days were just like brain foggy, things just, nothing was going right, really particularly on Wednesday, I remember, because I didn't do too great on the midterm, I passed, but barely. Thankfully though, after the fact, we had the midterm in person, and after the fact, I had learned that a lot of my classmates found that there was like three or four or five even questions that we weren't taught. They used like exam questions from last year and pretty much there was one extra lecture last year on the exam that we're not starting till after the midterm. So there were questions on content that we hadn't covered yet. So I'm hoping maybe I'll get a couple points back and my score will go up a little bit, but I got straight up a 71. So a 70 is just passing but I'm hoping that I'll get a couple points back. I just didn't really know how to study because it was our first midterm in this class. It was for clinical foundations, which is our sim lab class. I'll get more into that in this episode, of course, but basically I didn't know how in-depth they would get if they would be asking about pressures that certain materials can withstand or if they'd be asking for steps of doing a crown prep or what kind of taper degree you need. Like I didn't know what to know, but Thankfully, the bright side of getting through the first exam in any class is that you have a better understanding of what questions you're going to be asked on future exams or finals, however your class is structured. That's pretty much the breakdown. And then this past weekend, as I'm recording it, um, I'm in Indiana visiting my boyfriend and we went to the Michigan State University Purdue football game. Unfortunately, MSU lost. We had an 8-0 winning streak just coming off of a huge win against University of Michigan. 
but MSU lost. MSU is my undergrad, so that's where my main allegiance lies, not with U of M, unfortunately. But that's really the big recap for the weekend and for the week. I've been having a pretty good week, like I said. A little bumpy, a little rocky, some brain fog, some things just not going as you'd like. But that's pretty normal, and I think as a semester comes to a close, a lot of us are just burnt out. We're just kind of crawling towards that finish line, crawling towards those December finals and trying to be done with it. So we have that three-week break kind of where I'm at. So now that we're in November, the evenings are super busy pretty much every single night with club things during the week and then exams, practicals, clinic stuff, and then it'll be Thanksgiving And then we got finals for the next couple weeks, and then I'll be on break. So I'm really just looking forward to that December break and kind of pushing through. But now let's get into the topic of the episode, which is that class breakdown. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so I'm just going to start going class by class, talking through the main points, giving you guys a breakdown of what everything's all about. So I would say I'm in, I think it's pretty close to 22 credits. Our semester says 19.75, but it varies because we have our pathways or immersion, which is basically your research credits if you're doing the immersion pathway or I'm in an elective public speaking class, so I think that's one or two credits. So let's say it's 21, 21 and a half, somewhere around there, credits this semester, which is less than what we had D1 year in the fall and winter, so it's pretty nice. We haven't gotten our schedule yet for next semester, which is a little disappointing for me because I like to be planning ahead and everything, and I don't know, making like weekend plans with friends and whatnot, but That's not the point of this. The point of this is to go class by class. I think we're in still about 12 or 13 classes as usual. They're just not worth as many credits, which is why we're not at like 27, 28 credits like we were first year. So the first class listed on our course breakdown that we get from our registrar office is Oral Facial Complex and Health 3. So this is our third oral facial class. We had a couple D1 year and Honestly, this class has been surprising me because it's just a midterm and a final, and I thought the midterm would go really well and be super easy because they did an exam review, and he pretty much sat down with the exam in front of him and went through every single question saying, oh, make sure you study this type of condition or make sure you study the way this works, so pretty much telling us which areas of the content to focus on. Yet, I still did pretty poorly on the midterm. I think I got like a 78, so I was a little disappointed in that class. Not really sure what went wrong there, but hoping I can turn it around for the midterm because I want to get a good grade in the class. Thankfully, though, this class has two credits, so that also does make a pretty big impact on the GPA compared to the one-credit classes. But the good thing, why I was saying thankfully, is that this class... Again, just it's just a weird class. It has a lot of extra credit, which isn't typically a thing for dental school. 
but we can do a bunch of extra credit assignments like chewing different gums and like looking at the responses that you think you get for your temperature in your mouth like cinnamon versus bubblegum versus mint or something that's like one of the assignments they're all basically like a spin-off of whatever we're covering in the lecture I have to look into how many of them we can do but I think we can only do two of them either way there's a little bit of extra credit there hopefully I can finish with a b in the class after that low grade on the midterm the next class is our periodontology 2 class. So you're going to notice that we're in two perio classes this semester, which is a little confusing for me because referring to something as perio doesn't necessarily narrow down which one we're talking about. So this is periodontology 2. It's taught by our usual perio faculty and then a faculty that always lectures on microbiology related to perio and that is what I would say at least the first half of the class was on our midterm was all microbiology related to what you're going to find deep in your gingiva and ranging between when you have healthy to gingivitis to periodontitis advanced periodontitis basically as your gums get less and less healthy what kind of bacteria and microbes are developing there. So not particularly the most interesting thing. I think the main thing that we need to know about bacteria is like how it relates to pH for, for patients, like giving them diet and nutrition advice and like strep mutans being the one that cause cavities, like things like that. Cause that's really, I think as in depth as any patients are going to want to know, but either way, it's a one credit graded class and the midterm was not too terrible. I thought it was tough just because the way that they ask questions, I think, expects you to know a lot about research studies that they present in class, but it's hard to interpret the data from the research studies, in my opinion. So I thought the midterm was a little tricky for that reason, but I still scored okay on it. I think I got like a B. Then the next class is Principles of Restorative Dentistry. That's the one I mentioned in the intro of this podcast episode that I did poorly on the midterm. So we took that on the computers in SimLab right before class started, and it's basically the lecture version of our pre-clinic SimLab course. So we learn about kind of the foundational why behind things we're doing in preclinic. So why do they want the taper to be this way on the rubric? Why would the margins be different between a porcelain fused to metal and a gold crown, for example? So that's kind of the stuff that we talk about in that class. And I think it's one credit, but again, it's kind of funky because we had the midterm last week and then we don't have the final until February. And the class didn't start until I think it was maybe like October or something. I don't know when they started posting lectures, but basically it runs between the two semesters, which is kind of weird, but also in a way makes sense because our in-person preclinic class is both semesters. So the next class is a one credit graded, and this is Principles of Endodontics 1. First off, one of my favorite faculty that we have that I've gotten to interact with um, she's up there with that perio faculty, Dr. Richards. I also really enjoy him. And this is Dr. Botero. I think she does a really great job teaching us endodontics. And they also bring in some, I could say, like guest lecturers, some other endodontists to teach us. And I think everyone has just done an excellent job. I think this has been a very well 
put together class, so interesting, so important, so applicable, really one of my favorite classes this semester, not because it's easy, but because it's so clinically relevant and I feel like I'm learning so much. It's really important to be able to help a patient when they come in and they say, my tooth hurts. We're going to get that a lot and a lot of what we're learning in this class is diagnostic testing of a tooth to test the periodontal status, to test the pulpal status, and that can help you figure out if this patient needs endodontics or something else is going on. And then also there's asymptomatic endodontic issues or um, periodontal issues. And that's also really interesting because the patient might not even know that they have a problem. So it's all just been really interesting. Um, I think we had a midterm already. I'm like blanking. Basically, the way the class works is we have lecture to watch every week. And then on Thursday, we log on for a Zoom session. And then every other Thursday after that Zoom session ends, there's a quiz that's open for like 10 minutes. And you have to take it right then on the content for the past two weeks. Those quizzes have been going really well. I think they're super fair. I just appreciate when professors structure a class for us to be successful. Like I said, it's a graded class, but it's really designed for us to be successful. These quizzes are 13 questions, but you but they're only graded out of 10 points. So you can miss three questions and still get 100%, which I just, I appreciate that. I think it makes me more inclined to study because I feel more confident that I could actually do well on this. And when you're doing well in a class, it just makes the learning environment better flat out point blank. So I've really enjoyed endodontics. And the next class is comprehensive care clinic, which is our ACE clinic rotations, advanced clinical education room in the dental school. And then it's also our assisting in grad perio and our assisting in VICS, which is just the main patient clinic where D3s and D4s see students. And then grad perio is the residency program for people specializing in periodontics. So we do grad perio twice the semester, most of us, and then we assist in VICS about twice a week, I would say. Some weeks only once. We have to do at least 20 this semester. Um, I think I have 17 or 18 so far. I have two left, I believe. And then I'm going to continue going through the rest of the semester, probably once a week, just because I have met the requirements. And then, as I mentioned, we have those little rotations in ACE Clinic. So that involves um, learning to do anesthesia. I mentioned in the intro of last week's episode that we had our STAB lab. So that's one of our rotations. We also have a single day rotation for diagnostic mounting, which is coming up in a few weeks for me. And then we also have rotations in the radiology clinic where we're seeing patients as well. So patients will come in that are being intaken into the school as new patients and they go through an assessment really quickly upstairs. Well, not quickly, but they don't see a dental student yet. They go through an assessment upstairs in the intake area and then they determine based on what information has come in from their previous dental provider if their x-rays are out of date or not. And if they are out of date, these patients from PACE, P-A-E-S is the clinic They see us D2s that are on our radiology rotation, and we will take whether they need a full mouth x-ray, bite wings, PAs, pan, whatever it may be, and then their kind of intro 
is completed to the school and then the dental students will contact them, the D3 or D4 that they're assigned to, and set up their actual first appointment for their comprehensive intro and extraoral exam. That's kind of how that works. So for radiology, we're kind of the first person that they actually interact with that's a dental student in the school. So it's important to make sure they have a good experience. And I still don't particularly like taking x-rays. I'm still not super confident. I feel pretty good about taking bite wings. I think I can get the back of that distal molar. I think I can get up to the edge of the canine and the other shot. I think I got that down. What I'm not the best at is actually anterior PA sometimes just because every patient's anatomy is so different that it's really tough to get the apices of their roots sometimes. And then I also struggle just with an FMX in general because it does include so many of those PAs that I'm just not confident in yet. I feel pretty good about using the pan machine now. I understand how to make adjustments for the different like lines that show up on the patient's face if you've ever used a panoramic x-ray machine before. But that class, <laughs> in short, is pass-fail do everything, show up to everything, meet your requirements, and it is 3.75 credits this semester. The next class is Clinical Foundations 2, which is three credits graded, and that is SimLab. That's pre-clinic, and that is, as I think I mentioned in the first episode of this semester, our requirements are crown prep practical, and then another crown prep practical, and then this week coming up, we have to do a crown prep of 30 with a provisional, and then our final practical of the semester is a crown prep of 13 with a provisional, I'm pretty sure. And the next semester, I think we start doing some bridges. But honestly, I don't have too much to say about SimLab. It's fine. It's the usual two days a week, Monday, Wednesday, two to five. You show up, you do your work, you have assignments. One thing that's been different about D2 SimLab versus D1 SimLab actually two things. First is that in D1 year, let's say we were working on class ones. You would have to do a class one on 30, on 19, on 14, all these different teeth. And then you'd have to get them signed off, go through feedback with the professors, and then turn those in. But for us, we are really only practicing the teeth that are on our practicals. So D1 year, you would have to do maybe five different teeth and then your practical would be on 30. So then you'd have to worry about getting all those other teeth done and signed off. Then you could finally start practicing 30. But for us, our practical is on 30 and then the next one's on 13. So the only teeth we've been crown prepping and doing provisionals on are 30 and 13. So good and bad, as you could probably assume. Like that's good because every single time we're doing an assignment to get homework point credit in class is actually directly practice for the practical, which I obviously appreciate as a student because we do feel pretty rushed in class. But on the flip side, we're probably going to finish D2 year and haven't crown prepped certain teeth in the mouth. But I know next semester we'll be doing other teeth as well. So hopefully all balances out and we feel pretty confident. I'm hoping at some point we do an anterior tooth because I think that's pretty important to be able to do a crown prep for an anterior tooth, but one thing at a time. And then the second thing for SimLab D2 year that I think is different than D1 year, and this is very subjective. This is just my opinion. I feel that the faculty grades a lot easier on these practicals. This could just be a fact of we're all better now that we're D2s. We have better hand skills. I'm sure that really weighs into it. 
but also I just don't hear of people getting C's too often or failing these practicals. Versus D1 year, I felt like half the class would get a C or not pass. So subjective kind of general thing I've noticed. And personally, I'm getting A's on most of these practicals versus D1 year. I think I got one A and like C's and B's and stuff. And I didn't pass one of them D1 year. So we've only had two so far, but the first one, I think I got a B plus, And then this past one, I got an A plus and an A because we had two teeth that we prepped for the one practical. The next one's Wednesday, like I said, so in a couple intros, whenever I get my grade back, I'll let you all know how the practical goes with the provisional. The ones with the provisionals are definitely more likely for people to not pass, to fail, and have to remediate, just because it's fairly easy to have your um, tooth be high in occlusion, and that's an automatic fail. So you have to be really diligent about checking the occlusion before you start uh, making your provisional and then making sure that the occlusion is the same once you've made that temporary crown. So the next class, we're about halfway through the list, is Diagnostic Sciences. That's one credit graded. And as I said in the intro, we have some case studies. Every few weeks, we go in person, our whole class, all 108 of us, plus the dental hygiene students, which I think is a lot of fun to finally be in person for lectures. And we do a case studies. We go through about four or five cases, and we just answer some questions. We describe the lesion that we're seeing in the radiograph we do differential diagnosis we say which one is our top contender what would we think the diagnosis would be and then what would be how would we go about confirming that diagnosis and then what would be our treatment if that was the diagnosis for the lesion so again i'd say this has been probably the hardest class this semester i'll have to see as we keep going through the list but i think this is the hardest class this semester um in terms of learning the content. There's just a lot of lesions that exist out there. It is very tricky because they present differently on all different patients. There are some commonalities, which is how you can come up with those differential diagnoses, but it's not so black and white. It is very grayed and blurred a lot of the time, so it is tough to get those answers right on exams and to diagnose from one picture or a few pictures or something like that. But still, even though it's tough, I think it's a very important class and a class that I have enjoyed because, again, you have to be able to help these patients that come into you with major issues and you have the ability to, a lot of these things we're learning about are malignant, like you have the ability to save their life if you can notice this early enough or get them in the proper treatment for what they have if you make a correct diagnosis. And the next class is my pathways class, my selective, which is just an elective class. It's pass-fail and it's presentation skills. So we met four times this semester. It's every other Monday for over the course of eight weeks since it's every other. And the first three classes, we kind of brainstormed what our topic would be and we had the chance to practice with each other. We watched a lot of example presentations or people giving presentations about how to give a presentation (laughs) like a lot of TED talks like how to not bore your audience how to properly use your hands when you're talking how to format slides things like that and then the day you're listening to this if you're listening the Monday this comes out November 8th 
I have my presentation for presentation skills in the evening and we got to pick any topic under the, under the sun, anything you wanted to do. It could be dental, could be not. And my thing was just I wanted something I didn't have to do a lot of research for just because we do have such busy schedules. I didn't want to be spending hours and hours researching plus then putting together slides the way they want them plus practicing. So my presentation is on why dental students should have dental Instagram accounts and be posting their cases or be interacting with dentists, building that community early on. So that's kind of, it's a persuasive presentation, if you will. So I need to practice that today because I'm a little nervous to go tomorrow, but I'm sure it'll be fine. I did want to take this class. Sometimes people ask me that about the electives, like is it actually stuff you want to take? For me, I did want to take this. I think it fits in pretty well as you hear me talking to all of you right now over a podcast. I think I do presentation forms pretty often, whether it's YouTube, TikTok reels on Instagram or podcasting or public speaking to pre-dental clubs, maybe eventually to dental students when I'm a dentist or something of the sort. I could definitely see myself lecturing in some way, having some kind of maybe CE or even like, I don't know, a speaking series, writing a book, who knows, something of the sort I could see myself presenting to large groups of people. And I figured if I have to take an elective class, this one seems to make sense. So I took that class and we will see how it finishes up. I'm pretty sure as long as we show up, gave a good effort, we should get a pass as far as I know. And then we meet with the course director um, the following week over Zoom and we rewatch our presentation that they recorded. We go through the feedback that the professors gave us as well as our classmates feedback. And yeah, we just get some feedback on how to be a better presenter. And the next one, it looks like we have one, two, three, four, four classes left, guys. Thanks for holding in there. I hope it's interesting. I feel like hearing about the way other dental schools work is interesting to me. So hopefully it's interesting to you. And if you are listening and you're doing something fun, you're driving to work, you're at the gym, you're procrastinating, studying, whatever it may be, you're making dinner, take a picture of whatever you're doing tag us on instagram us being me i guess at dental download podcast say that you're listening to the episode this week i would love to see what everyone is up to give you all a chance to get to know each other let me give you a little shout out share it on the story i think that would be a lot of fun so class one of four that we have left to go through is oh this is the worst class this semester for me i apologize to anyone that likes prosthodontics and it's not even against prosthodontics it's just the act of making a denture is incredibly tedious. So this class is called Clinical Foundations 2, Removable Prosthodontics Part 2, Complete Denture. Mouthful of a title. Two credits, graded. And we have this on Fridays from 9 to noon. You can get there at 8. The professor will be there. You can start working early, but the class is technically 9 to noon. And we have 10 minutes at the start of every class to take a quiz over the content that was posted during that week. Usually 45 minutes to two hours of lecture content posted and you're quizzed on that. And then there's also videos, lab videos of how to do whatever portion of the denture we were working on that week. And we had a few assignments to turn in about like teeth selection, like how would you select what size and type of teeth based on a patient's mouth measurements. We had one about maxillomandibular relations, which is kind of 
how you would check if a patient's denture is fitting them correctly, having them say certain things like Mississippi, like S sounds, sibilant sounds is what they're called, or having them move a certain way, or how you check the midline the best, things like that. But we had an assignment on that, so all of those were nice little grade boosters. The quizzes have been kind of a hot mess for me, and I think a lot of people um, have gotten 5 out of 5 on a few, but I would say most of the time I'm getting a 3 out of 5, and I got a 2 out of 5 on one of them. We have 9, but only 8 are counted, so you get to drop 1. So I'm hoping that 2 out of 5 is my worst score and that can go away. And the quizzes are like 35% of our grade in the midterm, and practical combined were only like 20. So I think that's a little skewed incorrectly if you ask me, but I'm not the one in charge of the course. So um, the practical and midterm, I think I've mentioned this in podcast intros if you listen every week, but we had to do a maxillary custom tray, which was, in my opinion, incredibly easy. I got an A on that full points, which was awesome. That's a nice grade boost. Balanced out the fact that the written part of the midterm was pretty tough, and I imagine the final is going to be very tough. This is another final and midterm that we take in person in the dental school, in the sim lab, on the computers, just so it's basically like a proctored exam, but still digital, if you will. And yeah, the midterm, I don't really remember exactly what I got. I want to say like a 78 or something though, like a low B or high C. And it's just tough. It's a lot of like, if the patient has this, this, and this, what could be wrong? And then it's like A through E, like vertical occlusal distance excessive, vertical occlusal distance too small, or like this like fissure is too deep and this is overextended here. Like it's so much critical thinking. It's so hard on the brain. I almost think it would be easier to have like a real patient in front of you and try to figure it out rather than picturing it from all these words. But they're tough. That's all I can say. Tough class. And then the dentures portion is another part of our grade. Getting assignments checked off for that. Pretty much we started with doing a custom tray and then we had to make our wax rims. And then you start setting the anterior teeth in the wax rims once you get it mounted on your articulator. And then once you are setting done setting the anterior teeth and got that signed off by faculty, you went ahead and set the maxillary posterior teeth and the mandibular posterior teeth. And each time you're putting a single tooth in there, you're checking the occlusion, the extrusive and protrusive movements and it takes a long time it's so particular it's particular by like little millimeters which so is all of our drilling in sim lab so i get it but it was just tedious not fun for me i don't hope to make a full set of dentures in my day i'm hoping that i will have a really great dental lab and we can work together to come up with great outcomes for patients and i won't have to be doing too much lab work on my own because i don't think i have the knack for that The next class is the other perio class. It's called Periodontal Therapy 1. It's one credit and graded. So that class started halfway through the semester, um, like mid-October, I think. And we have our midterm for that this week on Thursday. So this is the one class, TBD, can't really tell you much about it because we haven't had the midterm yet. But it's more so related as it's titled like Periodontal Therapy. It's about like treatments, treatment planning, entering things into like axiom and and things like that so it's more the clinic side of it versus the other class is the 
science behind it, if that makes sense. So we'll see how the midterm for that goes. The next class is three credits graded, and this is our last systems class we have to take in dental school. Cheers, claps, hoots, and hollers. So excited about that. It is the gastrointestinal system, three three credits graded. The midterm for that was pretty easy, I thought. I think this is one of the easier systems classes we had. It's just not all that complex, I don't think, compared to like nervous system or something. So it's been fine. I don't have much to say about it. I did well in the midterm and then we have a final. So you just kind of watch lectures. This is one of the classes that although it's three credits, I kind of put on the back burner and then binge watch all the lectures and study a bunch like two weeks out, I would say, rather than watching it a month and a half before the exam, just because I know I wouldn't really remember it anyways. So for me, it frees up time week to week, not doing this class at all which I know is kind of bad but yeah I don't really do it until a few weeks out from the exam and then our last class two credits graded is orthodontic diagnosis and treatment planning so ortho and this is another professor that deserves a big raise big shout out um Dr. Lucia she is the best and I've been really enjoying this class um again similar to endo it's very case-based it's so so useful for diagnosis for just an initial exam with a patient, it gives you a lot better understanding of radiographs. It's the first time we've ever gotten to see pediatric patients' radiographs and cases, which for me, I kind of want to be like the neighborhood dentist. I want to be seeing kids, families, adults, everything. So I need to have a good understanding of working with kids. And we don't see any kids in the normal D3, D4 clinic at our school. You only see them during your pediatric rotation. So we don't get that much exposure, and I'm really trying to soak it in and learn as much as I can. But this class is another one that I feel like is structured beautifully. It's really structured pro-learning, pro-student happiness, pro-student interest. And again, the better you can do in a class, the more you care about it, the more excited you are about it. And that's how this class is. She really wants you to do well. I like that there's assignments every week because that keeps me accountable. As I just mentioned for the other class, if there's not an assignment or an exam coming up, quite frankly, I'm not really going to think about it. But for this class, we have a homework assignment due every week by Thursday morning. And then, and that's based on like lectures that go up early that week. And then we tune into a Zoom that Thursday morning. And then she goes over the homework that's just for credit. So it was your best shot and then you get the right answers and there are a lot of cases or they're important facts that she's teaching us. And then the second half of the Zoom, we spend doing more cases, more questions using like eye clicker responses over Zoom. And then that you just have to turn in um, an answer sheet saying all the answers we went over. So again, really just like participation and you get points for that as well. And then we had a midterm and we're going to have a final that was a pretty smooth midterm. It was still tricky because it is, it's diagnosing, it's cases, it's some random really specific measurements or facts or ages, um, and it's subjective sometimes, but it went pretty well, and I was pretty proud of myself for excelling in the midterms for ortho and endo because they're not something you can just memorize. They're not something that just, like, anyone off the street could handle or anyone that's super smart could handle. It takes passion and interest to really understand the material, to care about the patients you're trying to diagnose, and 
it just gave me a little bit more confidence when it comes to dental school that I am learning. I'm getting so much better semester to semester with what I understand, with what I'm going to be able to provide to patients when I start in clinic in May. And it just really boosted my morale compared to first year. It can be, and even sometimes this year, it can be really discouraging when you don't pass an exam or a practical or quiz after quiz or something like that, or even just score low, lower than whatever your standard is. It can be super discouraging and you can really doubt, is dental school right for me? This seems to be coming easier to everyone else. Am I smart enough? Can I handle this? Am I going to be a good dentist if I don't know this information? Will my patients be okay? I need to make sure I learn this. It's so stressful. Those thoughts definitely went through my head and probably go through a lot of your heads if you're also dental students. But these classes that are super, super clinically relevant, the fact that I can learn and get this information and turn it into something productive and correctly diagnosing or correctly treatment planning gives so much confidence to me and makes me feel like I can handle it and by the time I graduate dental school I will know a lot and I will be a great provider hopefully Um, at least a competent provider but hopefully a great provider and that is the last of our classes this semester episode was a little longer than I thought but I honestly just really enjoyed chatting with you all I hope you liked this episode again a few of our classic plugs First off, it really helps if you share this podcast with a classmate of yours or in like your class's group message or if you're pre-dental with your pre-dental club or if you just give me a nice review on Apple Podcasts. If you scroll down when you click on the title of my show, just scroll down a little bit and you can leave a five-star review. That really, really helps and it gets the podcast out to more people. And then there's also my Instagram at Dental Download Podcast. That is where I ask you all for questions that I can answer in episodes. And I share what episodes are coming up, who I've been recording with, and then each week, whatever the new episode is. So you can check out at Dental Download Podcast on Instagram, share this with a friend, and leave us a five star review. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. I hope you all have a wonderful week whenever you're listening to this. And next week, we're going to have a guest. And her name is Dr. Laurel. She is a dentist, but she's not practicing as a dentist anymore. She's actually practicing as like a marketing outreach individual for a dental brokerage company. And brokers are people that help in the pra- in the scope of selling, buying and selling dental practices. So they would represent you or represent the seller when you're hoping to buy your first dental practice. So we talk a lot a lot about buying a dental practice, what new de- what new grads need to know, maybe how long they should wait, how much experience they should have, how much money they need, all those things you might be wondering about when you're thinking of buying a dental practice. So that'll be next week, next Monday, and I hope you all have a great week, like I said. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you then.